Welcome to our once a week podcast entitled What's in a Hymn. It reflects on some of the hymns that God's people have sung for generations. Today, as last week, we reflect on a Christmas hymn. Today, Angels from the Realms of Glory. When we think of those who have been foremost in the development of the English hymn, then the names of Isaac Watts, often called the father of the English hymn, and Charles Wesley spring to mind. Next to these two giants of hymn writing, it is considered by many that James Montgomery, the author of this hymn, is the next important, writing over 400 hymns. It has been said The secrets of his power as a writer of hymns are manifold. His poetic genius was of a high order. His knowledge of holy scriptures was most extensive. His devotional spirit was of the holiest type. With the faith of a strong man, he united the beauty and simplicity of a child. Whilst Angels from the Realms of Glory is called a hymn, It is not praise or prayer addressed to God. So in a way, it's more of an early gospel song, stating gospel truths and applying them. The hymn begins by focusing us on the angels who celebrated the creation of the world. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight, O all the earth, ye who sang creation's story. Is it scriptural to say angels celebrated the creation of the world? Well, yes. Listen to God speaking to Job in Job chapter 38. In verse 4, speaking of the creation, God says to Job, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. And in verse 7, God says that was the time when the morning stars sang together. And all the sons of God shouted for joy. The morning stars is poetic imagery for the angels, called in the parallel line, the sons of God. These angels are now called not to celebrate creation, but the Saviour's birth. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. The chorus after each verse is a call to come and worship Jesus Christ. Come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. In verses two and three, we see two companies of people who are called to come and visit Christ, the newborn King. Firstly, in verse two, the working class shepherds. Here is reference to Luke chapter two. Shepherds in the field abiding, watching o'er your flocks by night. God with us is now residing. Yonder shines the infant light. Notice in this verse there is reference to Christ's title of God with us. The Emmanuel of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 and Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. Secondly in verse 3 the more elite Magi or wise men of Matthew chapter 2 are called to come and visit Christ. Sages leave your contemplations, brighter visions beam afar. Seek the great desire of nations, 
ye have seen his natal star. The contemplations that the sages leave behind represent more than just thoughts. In fact, they leave behind their entire religious and vocational lives as they seek the brighter visions, the Messiah. The hymn now makes a personal application to each of us using another pairing of peoples, saints and sinners. In verse 4, it addresses the saints, those who by God's grace in Christ are his children. Saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear, suddenly the Lord descending in his temple shall appear. Here surely is the hope we look for. We've looked back to the first coming of Christ when we came to faith. We are now looking for his triumphant second coming. In verse 5, the convicted sinner in need of salvation is addressed. Sinners wrung with true repentance, doomed for guilt to endless pains. Justice now revokes the sentence. Mercy calls you, break your chains. And here we are pointed to the reason Christ was born, Calvary's cross. Sinners can rejoice that mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other in the saving work of Calvary. What a glorious hymn. This Christmas, if we sing this hymn, let us rejoice in the Incarnation, Calvary and the Second Coming. Amen. <laughs>